This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to the Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans. Listen, I've got a guest today, Pastor Larry Huck. He's been to Israel 49 times. He's intimately familiar with what is happening right now today. He has very strong relationships with people in the government of Israel, religious leaders in Israel. He has been over there since the war began on October 7th. And he's going to be talking about what he knows firsthand about what's happening in the nation of Israel and also prophetically the significance of what's happening right now. Welcome to the Tipping Point Show. Larry, thank you so much for joining me today. My honor. I'm really, really glad to be here with you, Jimmy. Well, you know, I said in the introduction, you know, you've received awards from the nation of Israel because of your faithful service and devotion to them for many years, not without a price. I think anyone who stands up for Israel, there's a price that you pay. But there is an eternal reward that we know of. There is. That that God's going to bless those who bless Israel, curse those who curse Israel. And so you you have, have relationships on many levels with the uh, political leaders, religious leaders right. in Israel. And I wanna kind of focus in this talk about what's happened since October 7th, the anti-Semitism, the wars mm-hmm. and things like that. But just tell me in your conversations with some of the leaders of Israel, what are they saying? What are they thinking? Well, you know, right after the war started, I've, I really felt God speak to me to go over there and show my support and stand with Israel. And uh, I, I was actually at the airport in JFK and all these Jewish men are getting ready to get on the plane. And this man walks up to me and says, are you Israeli? And I said, no. And he goes, I didn't think so. He goes, uh, uh, why are you going to Israel? Who are you? Why are you going to Israel? Because the war had just begun. And I said, well, I'm Larry Huck. And the guy goes, oh, I, I know who you are. I've heard of you. And he said, I just brought hostages to speak to Congress to help get America to stand with Israel. And so when I went over there, um, Jimmy, it, it, it was so sad because what happened on October 7th, is beyond anything that we can imagine. And you and I are about to view a, a video of that at the embassy in Israeli embassy in DC. And, uh, you know, I, when I came back, I saw some of the video that you and I are going to see. Um, I talked to hostage relatives. I talked to vi- people that were there. And uh, I later said, I want to apologize for calling Hamas animals because that's an insult to animals. What they did is nothing more than demonic. But all Israel was seeing is all these pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian demonstrations. And so from the guy who picked me up at the airport, my driver, to our security, our bodyguards, to politicians, they were tears in their eyes seeing Christians, Gentiles being vocal and standing up with the nation of Israel. And uh, like I said, uh, we need the further we get away from October 7th, the, the, the I'm fearful that we're going to forget why Israel has to defeat this enemy. 
And Israel is, and we've talked, I talked about this with politicians over there. I talked about this with army uh, officers. I talked about this with civilians, with religious leaders. Um, Israel not only has the right, but they have the obligation to defeat this enemy. But what we need in, in America or Australia or England, we need to understand they're fighting that fight not just for themselves, they're fighting that fight for us because this is a battle between good and evil. This is a battle between civilization and barbarianism. And it's a battle that that has to be won. The same people that uh, uh, attacked Israel, you know, you you hear on the, one of the reasons I went over is, one is they kept saying on the media, well, this didn't happen. It didn't really happen. It was made up by Israel. Another thing they said, it, was, it wasn't as bad as Israel's making it out. And Jimmy, I stood there in those homes. I stood home after home after home after home after home uh, where people were butchered and slaughtered in their bomb shelters. They're, the bomb shelters have no locks on the doors because they're made not to keep terrorists out. They're made because Gaza's right there. They're made if rockets come in and it collapses the house, rescuers can come in and push those doors open. And so um, we talked to uh, officials that that caught Hamas and they said what we did, the, the, the families would go in there and try to hold that door closed and Hamas, uh, said uh, we would hear babies crying, we would hear women crying, and we would just keep shooting until there were no cries anymore. Or if they couldn't get them out, some of them grabbed a rope or grabbed a bathrobe or a towel and held it where the bullets were going through the door. If they couldn't get them out, they set the place on fire and burned them alive. And so this, this, is, this is evil, evil, evil. This is, nobody would do these things except by a demonic force. And so what we've got to realize is, is that, you know, this is not only fulfillment of Bible prophecy for Israel, this is fulfillment of Bible prophecy with us standing or not standing with Israel. I've done dozens and dozens of interviews, and this really is for the church, Jimmy, I believe, an Esther moment that when Mordecai said to Esther, and, and so many Christians, it, it just, it, it baffles me. And I love doing, doing this with you because you are so vocal on Bible prophecy and you're very, very vocal on standing with Israel. Mordecai said to Esther, if you're silent during this time, don't think you and your family are going to escape. But then he says, but God will raise somebody up that will stand with Israel. And so what God is saying is two things. One, if you're silent, Genesis 12 says, I will bless those who bless Israel and I will curse those who curse Israel. He said, if you're silent, you and your family are going to pay the price. And you mentioned in your book about Amalek. Yeah. And about Haman being a descendant. Absolutely. Of that same spirit. This is the spirit of Amalek. And it's the spirit that wants to annihilate Israel. And I've said before, and this is what you're saying about demonic. Anti-Semitism is not an ideology because you can't, you can't articulate it. That's right. It's a spirit. It's a spirit of hatred toward the Jews that can articulate the reason why. It can only say that it wants to destroy them. That's all. That's all it is. That's all. And so this is demonic. It's also, I was watching the football playoffs the other night, and Larry, through the football playoffs, there were advertisements against anti-Semitism. 
Okay, which is great. Yeah. They need to be there. Yeah. But can you imagine the day and time that we live in? It is so, it's so global. And in my neighborhood, about three weeks ago, there was a pro-Palestinian protest in yeah. my neighborhood, about a mile from my house. Yeah. And about a hundred people uh, yelling on loudspeakers, apartheid state, genocide, all this kind of stuff. And in my neighborhood, I was shocked at how many cars were going by honking in support. Yeah. And that's why Christians have to stand up and not fear standing up for Israel. And, and be educated on why we're standing up for Israel. Yeah. You know, let me address that in two ways. First off, the spirit of Amalek is it doesn't matter what it costs me. I'm going to kill Jews. And so when we look at this and we hear the, the chants from these pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian, from the river to the sea, right. that is not a two-state solution chant. That's a chant That's that right. Yasser Arafat and the original terrorists came up with. From the river to the sea is not saying we want land. From the river to the sea is saying we don't want any Jews. That's right. I showed in our church, Jimmy, that right after the war started, a uh, Hamas leader doing a live interview on on television in Lebanon. And he said, we will, we will kill every Jew until we're finished. And the lady said, until you get the two-state solution. He goes, no, until there is no more Israel left. Right. And the thing that Americans and the rest of the world need to understand is on October 7th, when Israel was attacked, they, there was a ceasefire. You know, we're hearing everybody say, we need a ceasefire. Yeah. There was a ceasefire in 1948. Israel didn't break that. There was a ceasefire in 1967. Israel didn't break that. Ceasefire in 1973. Israel didn't break that. Ceasefire on October 7th. Israel didn't break that. Right. Israel has had a ceasefire and won peace. But on October 8th, after Israel was attacked, those who support uh, Hamas and Hezbollah and the Houthis, Iran, in Iran's parliament, they were shouting, not death to Israel, they were shouting on October 8th, death to America. Yeah. And so when we have a, a government that is not standing with Israel, but is not standing and also not standing against Iran. This is a setup for the Antichrist. This is a setup for the end times. And the spirit of Amalek says, you know, where did the spirit of Amalek first come from? When Israel came out of Egypt, Israel was going this way. The people of Amalek were over here. They came in behind Israel. Israel wasn't even heading towards them. No rhyme, no reason. They came in. And what does the Bible say? It says they attacked the weak, the women, the elderly, and the children. This is, and God says, you will fight the spirit of Amalek for the rest of your life until the Messiah comes. On the day of uh, the attack, the, uh, the Torah portion for all of Israel was the portion of Noah. And it says the world will be filled with violence. The word violence in, in Aramaic is Hamas. And he said, but at the end, Hamas will be, this violence will be utterly destroyed. And so what we're seeing is a wake up, I believe in all my heart, a wake up call to the church yeah. saying, you better quit, stop playing games. You better get serious about serving God. I think in a lot of ways, the, the church world has gotten kind of lukewarm and we're just kind of going through the motions in a lot of ways. And this needs to be a wake up call to realize when God prophesies something in the Bible, it 
is going to happen. And anti-Semitism, you know, we were talking about, look how fast this is changing. Uh, It was just a few months ago I was doing an interview and I said, to be anti-Semitic would not be politically correct. The new anti-Semitism is not down with the Jew. The new anti-Semitism is down with Israel. But since October 8th, this thing has come out of the closet. And instead of just saying down with Israel, you're seeing chanting all over the world. Hitler was right. Uh, the gas chambers were right. And so there's a rise of anti-Semitism. And this is a prelude to the very spirit that's going to be in the end times with the, the Antichrist, with the anti-God, with one world government. And this is a time, just like in Esther, that we need to make a choice. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, I want to invite you to come to our Tipping Point Conference that's coming up this year, September 2021st. 2024 at Fellowship Church right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We're expanding the conference this year to be Friday night and all day Saturday. I'll be there along with Pastor Jack Hibbs. He's going to be our special speaker on Friday night along with Dr. Mark Hitchcock, Max Lucado, best-selling Christian author of all time, my dear friend, also a great prophecy teacher, Pastor Ed Young, Billy Crone, Jonathan Kahn. We have a great lineup of speakers. You're going to be there to worship, to fellowship, and to learn about what God is saying to us in these special times. I want you to come to the Tipping Point Prophecy Conference. If you're an endtimes.com subscriber, you get a 50% discount. Go right now and sign up. Well, it's a lot of pastors, and you and I are both pastors. You know, you want to be sensitive to people and you don't want to be a mean, angry preacher, but you have to speak the truth. And when you speak the truth, some people won't like it. That's right. And they may leave your church. But if those people leave because of truth, did you really want them there? That's right. As loving as we can be, as gracious as we can be, we stand for Israel. And there are many Christians, Larry, that do not stand with Israel. Yeah. Replacement theology. Yeah. And they think, I I heard a a very famous preacher, uh, this is back in the 80s, and he said, Israel is an armpit of a nation in the Middle East, and who should care? This was the very famous guy. And so, and I challenged him when I heard him say it. And so th- this is something that is spouted out there. I want to let's go through some several issues because when people hear all the all the the dialogue right now that's going on related to Israel, one of the things that you're hearing is is about the genocide that's happening in Gaza. Right. Okay. So now I want you to respond to this. Yeah, question. genocide in Gaza. Right. And so there are two million residents of Gaza. Right. I think the death count right now of of the Palestinians or the Gazan residents is eleven thousand. That's less than, that's about one half of 1% of the population. Genocide is wiping out a people. Right. Israel could wipe out the Palestinians in Gaza one day. In one day. Absolutely. They could kill all of them. Israel is the only army in the world, only army in the world, Jimmy, and you know this, that 
telephones in and said, we're coming in. That's right. Get the civilians out of here, dropping leaflets in. But the word genocide means the annihilation of a people. And what you're hearing on the news is that Israel has been causing and is causing genocide of all the Palestinian people. In 1948, when Israel became a nation, there were 750 to 800,000 Palestinians in that land. Today, there are five and a half million. So if that's genocide, Israel needs to get their numbers correct because it's not a genocide, it's a growth. It's not a genocide of Palestinian people. And, you know, Jimmy, I think one of the most important issues is is you see these signs all the time talking about uh, Israel is occupying the land. Let's look first off, where did the name of Palestine come from? Right. Okay. You know, well, this has always been the land of Palestine. The name Palestine doesn't exist in the uh, Quran. Um, Jerusalem doesn't exist in the Quran. The name Palestine came from the time, right after the time of Jesus, when Rome occupied all that land. And Rome could defeat Israel physically, but they never could get them to bow down to the false gods. And so the Roman emperor hated the Jews so much, he made a decree. He said, I don't want to ever hear the name Israel again. I don't ever want to hear the name of Judea and Samaria again. From now on, we name this land Palestine. Now, Rome ruled everything. So they controlled the maps. They controlled everything. So the name of Israel, the name of Judea and Samaria were eliminated. And he said, we're now going to call this Palestine after the Philistines, which were an enemy of Israel. The Philistines were a little bitty part of land, kind of where Gaza is now between Israel and Egypt. The Philistines weren't even Arab. The Philistines were descendants of Greece. They were a war type of people, but they weren't Arabs. But he said, these are the people that hate Israel. And so we're going to name their land after these people. During the Babylonian uh, captivity, the Philistines were taken into captivity and never returned. So there's never been a Palestinian state. There's never been a Palestinian flag. There's never been a Palestinian government. This is all modern fallacy that the world has has embraced as if it's historical fact. Where this happened was, is that in, in 1948, uh, well, we'll go back for 400 years, from 1517 to 1917, all of that land, all what we call the Middle East, was, was ruled by the Ottoman Empire. The Ottomans were not Arabs. They're, they are Muslim, but they're not Arabs. So all of this is the Ottoman Empire, not Philistine, not Arabs, the Ottoman Empire. When, when the Ottoman Empire partnered with Hitler in World War I, um, they were defeated. And so the Allied forces came in and said, okay, here's the Middle East. We're going to divide this up. It's not the Ottoman Empire anymore. So here's Lebanon, here's Syria, here's Transjordan, here's Iraq, Iran, here's Egypt, here's, here's the land of Israel. It, from 1917, you have the Balfour Declaration, you have the San Remus Declaration, and all of this land was divided. The only, in 1948, the only land that was shrunk was Israel, because Israel went all the way up past uh, the capital of Jordan. And so they came in. In 1948, the Arab nations, let's, let's let everybody picture this whole table here is the Middle East. It's the Arab nations. If I were to take an ink pen and draw a dot here, that would be Israel. So all of these Arab nations and this dot Israel came against Israel in 1948 
Israel won. But from Jordan, they came in and that's, they occupied that land, which was Israel, right. which is now the world calls the West Bank. God calls it Judea and Samaria. So the ones who are occupying are not Israel. The Israelis, the ones who are occupying are the ones who are Palestinian. But Israel said to the United Nations, the League of Nations gave it to them first. Then Israel said to the United Nations, we'll have a two-state solution. They came in after 1948, we'll let them stay. Every Arab nation said, we don't want a two-state exactly solution. Right. We don't That's want right. it. You look at, uh, you look at when uh, um, Yasser Arafat and met with Clinton at Camp David, they said, we'll give you everything you want. We just want peace in the Middle East. Arafat got up and walked out. And so when, when Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Egypt, Israel, uh, Iran, Iraq were all given, this land in 1948 was given to the land, the people, the Jewish people, the land of Israel. Nobody else had to change their borders. So right. everybody else gets, gets land, but Israel doesn't get any. So in 1967, again, Israel was attacked. Israel, miracle victory in the battle, 1973. So during this time, Yasser Arafat, the terrorist, hired a law or a, a um, PR firm out of New York. The middle guy, his name was Anderson. It was three name. And they said, how do we change the world perspective on uh, the Arab nations and Israel? And he said, Israel's this dot. The Arab nations are Goliath and Israel's the David. You've got to make Israel the bad guy and make the Palestinian people the little guy. You got to make Israel Goliath and the Palestinian people uh, the David. And so they had a huge worldwide campaign. It was a PR stunt to say Israel, instead of air, all the Arab nations picking on little Israel, little Israel is picking on the Palestinian people. And it was nothing more than a political PR stunt to try to get people to change their opinion of Israel. And that has lasted. It's a lie. It's a false concept. Absolutely. And Israel has over and over and over again tried to have peace. They want, I've, been, I've been to Israel now 49 times. Wow. And I, I have good Israeli friends. I have good Jewish friends. I have good Palestinian friends. Everybody that I know wants peace. It's these, these radicals that try to stir right. it up. And, and make the world try to hate Israel as the occupiers, and it's not true. That land, biblically, politically, archaeologically, legally, that land belongs to the Jewish people. Absolutely. So in 1948, the two-state solution, 1947, the land was partitioned by right. the United Nations. The Jews accepted it. Right. And the, the Arab nations around rejected it and attacked Israel. Exactly. Okay. From 1948 till 1967, Jordan controlled. until uh, They controlled the West Bank. They controlled East Jerusalem. They controlled Gaza. Because they came in. That, that's right. Yeah. And they never one time wanted a two-state solution and all that time. Never. They rejected a two-state solution in 1948. They had control of that area, and they never said, hey, Palestinians, we're your brothers over here in Jordan. Let's set up a two-state solution for yeah. you. One other issue, again, we're trying to educate Christians and the church on why you should stand up for Israel and, and reject the nonsense. Apartheid is a, is a label that we first of all heard in South Africa. Yeah. So 
in this Palestinian protest that was happening in my neighborhood, on a loudspeaker, they were shouting, Israel is an apartheid state. Now, apartheid means one group of people is controlling and excluding everybody right. else. That's not true in Israel. Not true. So the Knesset's made up of Muslims, yep. Jews. Absolutely. And, and you know, the Knesset, which is the Israeli government, is made up of Christians, of Jews, of Muslims. Show me any Muslim country That's that has exactly Christians right. and Jews. And we talk about, yeah, there were some people that fled out of there because the Arab war that the Arabs started. But if you look at all the other Arab nations around there, there has been millions of Jews that have had to leave those Arab nations, which had been their home for a thousand years. They had to leave because of the persecution on the Jewish people. But look at look at uh, uh, Gaza in 2005. They once again said land for peace. Lanford, you know, um, uh, when President Trump was getting ready to run for the second term, uh, he asked me to come up and I met with his advisor, uh, Jason Greenblatt to Israel, uh, myself and f- uh, five or six other pastors. And so he said, Pastor Larry, what about land for peace? I said, it- it'll never happen. It-, it won't happen. They don't want it. And And I said, you know, picture the Dallas Cowboy football stadium. And that's the Arab nation, a matchbook down in the corner. And they're saying, give us half that matchbook and now we'll have peace. I said, that's uh, that's what happened in 2005. They said, give us Gaza. Gaza could have been um, Gaza could have been a new Singapore. It could have been uh, it was unbelievably beautiful. They removed all these Jewish people out of there. They they inherited all these farms and beautiful beaches and hotels in the since 2005. There has been, Jimmy, as you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars pumped into Gaza. And I just watched a Hamas leader on television probably about three, four weeks ago. And this this interview said of the hundreds of millions that have come in Gaza, you have 500 miles of underground tunnels for Hamas soldiers, but you don't have one bunker for a Gaza civilian. There you go. And he said... We're here for the soldiers. Let the U.N. worry about the civilians. And so when we're talking about, you brought up genocide, they use civilians. They they use Israeli civilians and they use their own civilians. I I saw an interview of a a Moss woman calling for God to judge Hamas, a, a, Gaza, uh, a, a civilian from Gaza, calling for God to judge Hamas because they're using her and her children as pawns in this and putting their own people to danger. And so there has never been, in reality, num- number one, it's there's never been a Palestine. Never That's been a number Palestine. one. There's never, been a, never been a Palestine. That's a modern day PR New York firm invention that for 400 years, it was the Ottoman Empire. And so the whole concept of of land for peace is a false concept. They'll tell you this themselves. This is not a war for land. This is a war to eliminate Israel and a war to eliminate Israel is a war to eliminate God. And when we talk about Jimmy, the Esther moment, I believe, I believe prophetically between now and 
this next presidential election, God is coming into the church and he's going to separate the wheat from the tears. You know, you brought up uh, Genesis 12. I will bless those who bless Israel. In, in Hebrew, there's a teaching called the avos or the avot of something. That, that word means the father. It what births, what follows. And if you have uh, the Ten Commandments, none of those commandments work without the first one. Right. If you have um, uh, put on the armor of God, none of those work unless you have the first one. And the avos of all blessings, the father of all blessings is Genesis 12. Right. I will bless those who bless Israel, but I will curse those who curse Israel. So that's true for individuals. That's true for ministries. That's true for nations. And I really believe that we're, God is shouting Bible prophecy, get ready. And I believe for those of us who stand with Israel and stand with righteousness and stand with the Bible, we're getting ready to see the greatest outpouring of God's blessing that the church has ever seen. Those who are silent, and don't say anything and don't stand up for Israel, I think there's a separation of tares and wheat because it's not just I will bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. And that's why it's so important that we stand up, educate the church on what's really happening, what is the historical fact of the land of Israel. Well, hope you enjoyed that interview. Listen, this is a 50-minute interview. You just heard part of it. If you want to hear the rest of it, go to endtimes.com, become a subscriber. For $7 a month, not only do you get the Tipping Point show that comes out every Wednesday, you get all the other things that we do all week long from Brian Chagra, who is our correspondent in Israel, Mark Hitchcock, who is a scholar on the End Times. Every Thursday he has his show, plus everything else we do, $7 a month, endtimes.com.